Hey Coast Wizard listeners, before we begin today's episode, a quick word from our sponsor Zenler Ninjas. That's Z N L R ninjas.com for all your new Zenler needs whether it's virtual assistants or you need site migration and everything in between. Zenler Ninjas can handle it, so check them out and now let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Course Wizards podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. Hello, Course Wizards, and welcome to the Course Wizards podcast. This is Christopher Maselli and Amit Aurora. How are you doing today, Amit? I'm Yeti to party, man. What's up? How are you doing? <laughs> Doing well. Hey, if you have been listening to us uh, through your favorite podcasting platform, you'll be excited to find out that we are also on YouTube now. And so uh, you can check us out on YouTube. We've got the Course Wizard podcast, and you're able to see our smiling faces as well as hear us. And so we are, we're actually trying out a couple different platforms. Uh, last week, we used Be Live. This week, we are using uh, Melon. And so we're going to kind of see what we think of these, and then we'll probably see settle on our favorite one but that's not what we're talking today about today is no, we are not talking about that we're starting a new series this is going to be a series of podcasts that we're going to do about emails because emails are some of the most important things that we can use in our tools for creating courses um, because that's how you build relationships and we've talked before about how marketing is all about relationships and today what's the exact subject about emails we're talking about Ahmed? Email subject line tips for getting better open rates. And someone put in a Facebook group, Chris, saying, is email dead? And I feel like you hear this con- like controversial all topic all the time, right? Yeah. And is think, email dead? Yeah, it's not. Like I, In fact, in my Facebook group, uh, the course launch secrets, we'll put a link. Yeah. I asked that question today. How many times a day do you check your personal email? Because I feel like I overcheck it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so how many times do you check your email, Chris? You know, I try to do that productivity thing where you you don't check it except for like at 1 p.m. in the afternoon and, you know, and at the end of the day and that sort of thing. But if I were to be truthful, I do check it a lot more often than that because it's it's you know, it is part of the tools of what I use just as a, as a writer and as, as someone who works on at my computer all the time. And so, yeah, when something comes in, you're always jumping to email to send off messages and then you happen to look and see what's there. So it's yeah. kind of hard not to use it all the time. Yeah. I feel like I do like 20 plus times a day. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. No, I, I recently read a statistic that said that, you know, we check our phones. Um, I think they said four times every 30 minutes. And so if you imagine, that's not even counting things like notifications. That's just, we just check our phones because we feel like there's something new there, right? And I think we do the same things on our computers. We we try to focus, but it's very easy to hop around and do a lot of different things. And email is one of those things where we do hop into, everyone does. And that's actually why it's such a powerful marketing tool, isn't it? Yep. Now, coming back to our topic for the day is... Yeah. Even we know that people check their emails a lot, but the question is, do they open your email? And we are going to help you today, give you some tips. I uh, heard this, I think, on the Brandon Gailey's, uh, Brandon Gailey has a podcast called Blog Millionaire Podcast. I think I heard it there. So we'll give yeah. him credit for this. 
but uh, we might not have overlapping audience. So we figured this would be a good topic for the show. Uh, so the first one I have here, Chris, is don't overdo, but make sure that you add their name to the subject line. Mm -hmm. And with don't overdo, I, what we're saying is obviously don't add it more than once in the subject line, but don't do it all the time. Don't be predictable, yeah. right? Be unpredictable. Yeah. But if when someone, I forget where I had heard it, but the one thing that people love is listing their own name, right? That's why when you're on webinars or um, you're at a, let's say a concert or something, when your name is called out, you feel special. And that never that yeah. feeling never goes away. So people love their own name. I used to write my own name uh, in school, right? Like just sitting there in a boring lesson. I'm like just scribbling away my name. So yeah. it's it's our identity, right? It, it is. And it's, you know, it's something that grabs your attention when you're going through your email box. So many times, all those emails, especially from people that you don't know, they can seem all very marketing-ish, right? Like they're all wanting something. But when you see your name, it catches your attention because generally the people who might use your name in an email subject might be someone you know, right? Yep. Hey, Amit, look at this, that sort of thing. And so, yeah, you want to use it. And, and, and like Amit said, I wouldn't do it all the time. Don't overdo it because then your your list will start to become wary of it, right? They'll, they'll understand. They'll know that you're. it's a trick, right? It's a trick in your toolbox. Yeah. But if you do it once in a while, it can be a very, very effective technique. And I sometimes like to put it at the beginning of the subject, sometimes yeah. at the end of the subject, right? You can bounce it around and put it at different places. Um, and that, that can be really effective. Yep. And most email marketing uh, services let you use that variable, right? So you're, mm -hmm. you, you just have to put that in. You're not literally typing everyone's name. You just put That's the variable right. in. Yeah. All right. Well, what, what's the, what's the next one you have, Chris? Did I lose you? And I think, I think you lost me. I don't know. Okay. It said you can you're back. You're back. I jumped off for a minute there. Sorry about that. No, it's all, all good. Right. Now, so uh, the next thing is, and uh, I love this one because I'm a writer, is, and that is to use ruthlessly visual words, okay? So what you want to do is, so for instance, let's say um, you're, a, uh, uh, you're someone who's trying to get people to stop using cable, and you might say, cancel your line. Okay, that's all right. But if you tell them to cut the cord, like that is visual, right? The word cut chord it sounds very visual and it gets their attention so use active words use strong words words that that make someone stop a second you can use uh, colloquialisms and things like that just people things that make them uh, really ring true to their ears email and, uh, is dead be, yeah <laughs> that'll make people click it makes them open and so anything you can do to get people to click that and open that email is definitely worth it. So yeah, use ruthlessly visual words. Uh, yeah. And sometimes too, along with that, um, uh, well, I think that's coming up. I'm, I'm going to save it. I think this is a good one. I think it's coming up in a yeah. future. I, I like this because I've been guilty of this. So this next one, you know, use two to four word lines versus using long lines because I never thought of it. Like when you're looking at your email, you're really your periphery is looking at that entire pane of your Gmail window, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which has most likely a compact view. And you're looking at 20, 30 subject lines at a time. So yeah. the short ones will stand out because everything else is kind of like almost the same length. 
Yes, yes. And you can also put in there what I believe is called a post subject, which is like a, a, a small like a phrase that you can put after the subject that shows up kind of as the um, a short version of what your email is about. And so you can put that in there, too. And that gives you another line without it feeling like it's the actual subject line. So and, yeah, definitely utilize that, too. Man, I'll have to look this one up uh, because we're on video. I'll try to see if I can find it and share it on screen. But someone had made really good use of um the post uh, line because yes. a lot of people have started putting emojis right in their yes. email subject lines which is the, our next uh, topic but this person had put it all the emojis in the pre-header instead of putting it in the subject line so you could see more than one emoji and it it just looked different that's that's fun yeah yeah pre-header is actually the proper term for it isn't it the pre-header but yeah yeah so that's the next one is to use emojis and uh um emojis i have found are very powerful um i don't these are again do not overdo the emojis don't overuse them don't use them all the time but when you do use emojis um those can be real powerful and and to your point Amit, you also want to maybe use some strange ones some ones that are a little bit weird uh like the snail is one that you mentioned earlier that you might want to use because that's not an emoji that people use often and yep. when you use emojis like that again it's just about getting their attention that's what it boils down to and if you can use that kind of thing in a subject line it might just get them to click yeah um i didn't find that one but i'll show you talking about the emoji there is a newsletter that I'm subscribed to called The Click. Uh, I don't know if you subscribe to it. It's oh, a yeah, sure. newsletter. Like it's a good one. Yeah, C-L-I-K-K. -K. Um, oh, uh, Russ uh, Hattenberry's. Yes, I think it's yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let me share my screen. Let me know when you can see my Gmail window. All right. And, and we'll describe what we're looking at for those of you who are on uh, uh, audio. Yeah, we can see it there, Amit. Yep. Do you see every single subject line has an emoji? Every single subject line from the click has an emoji. Every yeah, single subject line. And they send this. You can see the newsletter if you're looking at my screen every single day. Yeah, if you, so those who are listening by audio, this, these are all messages from the click. Every one of them have a, I would say, what, three to six word subject. And every single subject is followed by a single emoji that um, sometimes the emoji is actually part of the subject and sometimes it just reinforces the subject, um, which is really kind of interesting how they're doing it there. But yeah, so clearly they have found that emojis work. The click is a very, uh, they are very much into the analytics of things like emails and and what makes people open them and that sort of thing so they are doing this very much on purpose and clearly they have found that emojis work yep so yeah that we'll we'll put like a link to maybe a screenshot in our show notes um the next thing is i don't know i am guilty of using this chris i don't know what you feel about this so this might be up for debate is never 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 use re and colon is that what it is? A colon? Yeah. R E yeah. colon in the marketing mail, which is like, you know, it, you're when, forwarding when you it reply, to someone. When okay. you reply to someone, it says re and then has the subject on it. And they're saying you should never use that in a marketing email. Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know. This was 
one of the things that uh, wherever I picked this from, I, I don't think it was Brandon Gailey. I think it was a Medium article. Um, but yeah, it's, I have done it. I don't know what you feel about it. Yeah, you don't want to trick people and you don't want to clickbait by making them think that, you know, you're replying to them because uh, that's kind of shady. So I think that's what this uh, writer was getting at. And I agree to it, but so I have done it once or twice and I did get good open rates on it. So that's why I'm a little wary. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, you know, I, I wouldn't use it. Certainly, again, all the time, don't overdo it. Um, but I think it depends on the context, right? If I told my list that, hey, next week I'm going to send you my PDF, then I might send an e my next email says re the PDF, right? Something like that, because it, it would make sense in the context of what I'm doing. And I think it could be effective that way. Okay. Pop quiz for you. How many times a week is the best number of times, according to research, to send emails once a week, twice a week? Like, which one do you think gets the most open rates? Once a week, twice a week, three times a week, four times a week, five times a week, six times a week, or seven times a week? Well, uh, I, I guess if you're saying how much overall, it would have to be seven times because you have seven more chances. <laughs> four. Actually, four times a week is the most really uh, like optimum number of time to uh, send emails. That seems crazy to me. I think you'd see, I think it has to depend on your audience because there are a lot, like if I got emails from someone four times a week, unless I really, really, really wanted to follow that person, I would immediately unsubscribe from that, right? Well, I, I have thought of this. Once a week would be fine, but But more when than was that. the last time we, I don't know about you, I just check off those emails and either put them in a folder or I delete them. I rarely unsubscribe. That that's that is true. There is it, our our behavior with the email has changed to where we don't feel obligated to open every one of them up anymore, like maybe we used to. And a lot of times, I agree. I'll, one of the first things I'll do in the morning when I see my inbox is I'll just swipe across everything I don't care about looking. And I don't, you know, some of those I haven't looked at in a month and I just unsubscribe yeah. every time I get them because I don't, or not unsubscribe, I swipe and delete them because I don't want to unsubscribe. I want to keep getting the email. Right. Uh, so yeah, maybe our behavior has changed, but I still think it's a little dangerous. I think- I would say experiment. You know, yeah, exactly. Experiment. Find out what your list is used to. And also ask yourself why, how often do you need to send emails in order to be uh, in order to have that conversation with your list? Because depending yep. on what your topic is, um, for instance, we uh, talked about uh, crypto in the last in the last one, and people who sell crypto courses. That is something that could definitely be a daily email, right? Because things change every day when it comes to crypto. And so I could see having a daily newsletter with that, and people might respond. But for a lot of us, our courses once a week is more than enough <laughs> sometimes right well i or used to think that enough. too uh, i need to look at my stats since i changed it because i did it on new zealand because new zealand has the built-in email marketing is yeah. sending it well i did it once a week i mean once a day for three weeks because mm. i realized that my cycle was way too long so I think that's the other thing to think about is how long is your cycle and where is that call to action in your cycle? If yes. your call to action is on 
the 10th email, that means it's two and a half months out if you're doing once a week. Yeah, Whereas right. no, no, no. it could be only two weeks out if you're doing it four times a week. Well, and, and so what you're saying, though, is that it also depends on uh, where someone is maybe in your email sequence. For instance, when someone joins my email list, they do get three emails in rapid succession, day one, day two, day three. And I do that because I know they're excited to find out who I am. They want to get my download, right? So I want to send them those rapid emails in rapid succession. If I were launching a new product, I would do it multiple yep. at once uh, but you know but just on my regular weekly newsletter now I, I seem to find once a week to be good yep i would say even for you try to up it to twice a week because you already have the content i don't mm -hmm. know if you can easily split it to the like every time people come into my journey split them 50 50 one set will get it once a week and one set will get it twice a week and see where you're getting more engagement obviously open rates might be more on the twice a week one but where yeah. are you getting more engagement that's an interesting thought because um you know it'd be, it'd be easier to write a second email because you and i both do podcasts you know this podcast and and else and, and so it'd be easy to go ahead and do a um uh you know a second email just talking about what we're talking about on the podcast and that sort of thing so i don't yeah. know you got me thinking on it all right. Well, that's the goal of the show is to get you thinking. That's right. <laughs> All right. So with that, uh, I forgot to give us a recap. Yep. I'll give us a recap. So the recap is of this show, which was topic email subject line tips to get you better open rates. First of all, add their name to the subject. Don't overdo it, but just add their name to the subject. Use visual words like cut the cord versus cut the line or cancel your line, you know, give that person a visual so they'll be enticed to open it. Use two to four word subject lines instead of long subject lines so it stands out. Uh, use weird emojis. Everyone has seen those common emojis, right? And Apple just, like every release that Apple comes out with, there's like 10, 15 new emojis. Like yeah. now there's the Italian emoji, like, hey, with the hand. <laughs> so use that. And never use the word RE in the subject line unless you're trying to close the loop from like the previous email where you send a PDF, RE, here's your PDF. So those are the tips. Hopefully that helps our listeners to get better open rates. Absolutely. Well, hey, you've been listening to the Course Wizards, Amit and Chris, and uh, we are going to continue this series on about emails uh, next week. And so be sure to tune in. We do, we drop a new episode every single week. So be sure to tune in and listen to that. Uh, we're also on YouTube now. If you want to leave a comment and uh, ask any questions or just give us a thumbs up, we'd love to see that. Also, please rate, review, subscribe, and share this with others. That helps people find the podcast. And it also encourages us and you want to encourage us don't you <laughs> yes and with that keep Are creating you? see you on the flip side Bye. thank you for listening to the course wizards podcast with Ahmed aurora and christopher maselli get a free pdf of their favorite online training resources as well as notes from this podcast at coursewizards.com Hey, Course Creator, this is Chris from Course Wizards, and I recently recorded a training that you're going to love if you're into writing. It's called Apps for Authors. 
In it, I share 10 apps that will save you time when it comes to productivity and plotting, writing, editing, formatting, and marketing your next book. And because you're a listener of the Course Wizards podcast, I'm making it available to you for free. Grab it at writing.fyi/apps. That's writing.fyi/apps.